When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmidt underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmidt. Welcome to it. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Elijah Herbal in alongside Will Wilson as we're filling in for Chris out watching his son play some baseball today. We are going to hear from uh, Chris here in a second. But man, Will, what a wild, wild Friday for yes. Husker News. I was up late last night oh. watching uh, College World Series, woke up this morning and uh, saw the announcement that Bill Moose is uh, retiring from yeah. his uh, position as Nebraska Athletic Director. Oh, man. Uh, so it's a it's a weird day. We've it's got a, a really weird day. Yeah, we, we've got Schmitty on the phone line. He's ready to give you his thoughts on this. But before we uh, bring him in to read to you the announcement that Bill Moose sent out to the Husker athletic staff this morning, just after 9 a.m., he said, Today I announce my retirement as your director of athletics, effective June 30th. I do so completely at peace with my decision and with pride in what we have collectively accomplished over the last four years. Our athletics program is reborn and rebuilt and has a solid and stable foundation for your future successes. While change is not always easy, I am so grateful that all of you were willing to embrace it and, in fact, thrive with it. The addition of talented colleagues, new organizational structures, and a new way of conducting our daily business. Our purpose has not changed and you have not wavered in your commitment to our student-athletes. That was never more evident than Excuse me, that was never more evident than over the past year as together we face the challenges from the pandemic with resolve and resiliency, protecting the health and safety of our students, coaches, and one another while ensuring the long-term stability of our department. I will leave it to others to detail our accomplishments over the last four years, though all of you understand that so much of what we were tasked to do occurred away from the spotlight. But the foundation is set. The brand is rebuilt. Now you and our teams can enjoy the successes of your hard work as we are now stronger than ever. I will continue to cheer on the Huskers from afar, and Lincoln will always be a part of our lives. Thank you for allowing me to serve alongside all of you. It's from Bill Moose this morning, his statement to the Husker uh, Athletic Department. Let's bring in the voice of Hale Varsity Radio. It's Chris Schmidt. Even on an off day, he is not really off, as Chris had to get in here to give uh, us his thoughts on this whole situation. Chris, it was just a, a bit of a, a slap in the face this morning, really, to see the news. I, I did not see this one coming. No, and, and I tell you what, uh, Elijah and Will, it's it's a situation that you're blindsided with this news. With things are are so tenuous right now. What's Nebraska's football season going to be like in 2021? You're ramping up into the summertime. CWS is winding down, and you know big things are expected and wanted. On the horizon, the thing that you, you want and you need is stability, right? And Bill Moose was the guy that was brought in here to provide stability to Nebraska athletics, to Nebraska football. And what did Bill Moose do? Bill Moose went out and got you Scott Frost. 
Bill Moose went out and got you Fred Hoiberg. And Bill Moose went out and got you Will Bolt. I mean, those are, those are the three things you're going to think of with Bill Moose as far as I'm the guy that can sit down with Mike Leach in Key West and get him to come to Wazoo. And he brought that act to, uh, to Lincoln. And he's just the guy that I've always enjoyed, enjoyed chatting with, enjoyed uh, getting to spend time with him at Big Ten Media Days from time to time over the years. And just a, just a, just a good dude, right? You can have a cup of coffee, a piece of pie, or uh, something else with uh, the Nebraska fan base. So Bill is uh, a guy that Nebraska fans, I think, enjoyed his personality, his storytelling, and uh, just what he brought. But don't kid yourself, man. This retirement's force. This mm-hmm. retirement is a, hey, uh, thanks, the fiscal year's done. <laughs> the 30th of June, uh, see ya. You look at a couple of different reports out there with the World Herald and Journal Star, and Bill News um, is it was told goodbye. You're going to get to retire. You are going to retire, and that's that. We don't know if he's going to get his retention bonus of $1.25 million. That's a question. So what happened? Did anything happen between the end of the Big Red Blitz to now? We don't know. Um, there's been things that he's had to address. You go back about a year and a half when it comes to, to, to off the field, so to speak, right? Uh, when it comes to, you know, his behavior. And, and the chancellor and president of the university came out at the time in full support of, of Bill Moose. I like Bill Moose. Now, the, the big sticking point is this, management style. What type of manager are you? Well, uh, Mike Riley wasn't a hands-on football coach, really. Uh, that's, that wasn't good, right? Sean Eichhorst didn't know that. Uh-oh. Bill Moose, a lot of times, was not in Lincoln. And that's a problem. That's a problem when your bosses want you to be here doing your job. As, as a athletic director, your job is to fundraise. You can glad hand. You can do radio interviews. You can be in front of the camera. And that's all good. How many sporting events are you attending? How many meetings are you having with your coaches on a regular basis? Was that going on or were you at your ranch? And the other part of this, too, is football may need some oversight. Are you there to hold people in the football program accountable? Where is football at right now? 12 and 20. Not your fault. You made the hire. Everybody in uh, red and white won it. Well, what's, what's, what's going on with football day-to-day? And the, 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 the bottom line is this. It didn't feel like or sound like people we know and talk to as well that Moose was here enough. And you get through the pandemic. You got through that. Uh, and, and now it's time to move on and make a change. You've got a couple of people that you've delegated things to. Uh, along with uh, an incredible staff down at Nebraska that make sure the day-to-day is going well, whether you're there or not. And the last part of this, too, you look at the fundraising for the new football facility, $155 million. Hank Bounds and Matt Davison were the guys that went out and raised the money for that primarily. It's not that Bill Moose didn't have a part of that 
for him or a plan or a vision. No, he did. I mean, Bill Moose has, has some tremendous leadership qualities, specifically the ability to talk to the guy. So when push comes to shove, it sounds like this is a forced retirement and you got to be more hands-on, not micromanaged, but more hands-on with your position in the athletic department. That's how I see this. Guys, we can get into who's up next uh, as far as AD, but tip your cap and thank Bill Moose for what he did at Nebraska. And he's a guy that uh, you smile about, had some Devaney qualities to him as far as being able to, to relate and communicate with the fan base. Now, uh, from a judgment standpoint, basketball, you're up, and you got to win ball games, and I think they will with Fred. Baseball, money higher. Will Bolt did a great job in his first full season. You're on the clock football. Time to start winning games in the Big Ten. Schmitty, uh, a few thoughts here before we let you go. I guess we're kinda, we can kind of roundtable this one. Um, but what's your take on the fact that, I mean, Bill Moose didn't even get a retirement press conference. I remember back to when Osborne retired, he got himself a, a retirement press conference. But today just seemed very out of the blue. I mean, Bill Moose even had a, an interview set up with ESPN's Adam Rittenberg up until last night whenever he, he finally canceled that. So is this a thing where do you think Bill Moose was a little bit blindsided by this considering he still had other engagements going this week? I think he's blindsided about the timing of it. I think the retirement topic had been discussed. It's just a different timeline. Uh, somebody, his Bill, Bill Moose's boss or bosses had a different timeline on when the old retirement party should happen. And, and that was one week ago, hey, you're retiring in a week. So that goes back to... Did something happen between the big red blitz and now to, to kind of be, all right, it's time to go? Or is it simply, listen, we're going to cut you loose. We're going to figure out some sort of um, compensation and we'll, we'll, we'll let it do, we'll, we'll let it go out that way when it comes to the retention bonus. Maybe it's cost savings. So, yeah, this is awkward. This is sloppy. This is weird. Specifically when you have a Board of Regents meeting and the Board of Regents are like, oh, really? <laughs> Bill Moose is reti- retiring? I'm air quoting here as, as we're driving. Um, two hands on the wheel, 10 and 2. I, I'm, I'm riding uh, in the back seat here next to the monkey. <laughs> next to the monkey. Ah. But um, no, legit. Yeah, it was, it was a shock to some of the Board of Regents, and it's a shock to Nebraska football fans. This had probably been in the works, but again, it's uh, two different timelines. Bill Moose's timeline, he isn't going to be able to see his office these hires and when it finally pops for football and basketball. He'll see it. He just won't be a part of Nebraska. Yeah, Schmitty, I want to ask you, you know, looking back at Moose's time here, the last four years, what's the number one most important thing he did, in your opinion? Well, he came in and he healed, right? He had a divided fan base. He had people pissed off. Bo wasn't coaching. He had people pissed off that Riley was 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 a flop. He had people picked off about Sean Eichhorst, Harvey Pearlman. I mean, go down the list. Go down the... Uh, the, the old Nebraska family tree in the last 20 years of angst on top of the fact 
there hasn't been a lot of wins. And what Bill Moose did is come in and sit down with the guy who is harvesting crops or the guy that has a hedge fund. He, he united the fan base, and then he went out and he got the hires that made you excited about Nebraska football. Now, the hires, again, got to produce. And the point is, is Nebraska was a player. Nebraska had an inside track to get Scott Frost because he's a, he's a Husker legend. Well, the point is, is Nebraska still had to outspend and, and beat Florida, Tennessee, and really Central Florida, right, to, to get it. Bill Moose uh, made that happen with the help of Matt Davis. Bill Moose, go ahead. Bill Moose also able to, uh, to get Fred Hoiberg. Man, you got a, a big-time basketball coach, uh, and people really liked Miles. But you got a, a, a proven winner in Fred, at least from his time at Iowa State. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I don't think it's it's contestable that Bill Moose has left this program in a, in a better place than it was whenever he started. We're, we're going to get in this uh, a little bit more after DiNardo comes on uh, here in yeah. about 10 minutes. Um, but it's just... Uh, when you look at the the football program, uh, it, it was heading in a downward direction whenever uh, Bill Moose stepped in. The basketball program looked like it had stagnated. Uh, the men's baseball program as well. And it just seems all of those programs now have, have new life that have been breathed into them. And, and with these like trajectories moving up, my, my question is just, do you think Nebraska's got a, a top target in mind of someone they want to replace Moose with? Here's what I think about the replacement. A, you've got candidates that are near to you. You got Classy that's been kind of running things anyway, right? If Bill's not been around as much as he needed to be, his, his guys there, the interim is an option. Trev Alberts is up the road. Uh, I don't know how that would be received. There's still a lot of ticked off folks at UNO from football and wrestling, but Trev's definitely an option and he's been doing it. Uh, you hear Jamie Pollard. Why leave Iowa State for Nebraska? And I never thought I'd say that in my life. <laughs> but, it's true, but it's true, right? I mean, why, why leave what you built up at Iowa State? He's been there 16 years, and he just re-signed a contract. Ed Stewart's a Nebraska name that's done administrative work in uh, the Big 12 office. Our, our old boy, Garth Glissman, got mentioned by our friends at the Journal Star as kind of an out-of-the-box guy. Uh, Garth, probably not. Uh, just a hunch right now with what he's doing in the NBA. And, you know, the, the name that, that I, I would put first on my list is Hank Bounds. He's been a mm. fundraiser. He's an old football coach from Mississippi. He's an administrator, but he gets sports and he gets football, and he was part of what helped raise that money for you uh, for this new facility. I think Hank Bounds is the guy you go with. Now, the, the dynamic with that is – you know, uh, he, you're going to have uh, old Ted there. And, and Ted uh, replaced, uh, uh, was, was the guy who replaced that, okay? So do you, want your, do you want your predecessor around? Just a question, okay? And then Ronnie Green. Does Ronnie want his old boss there? So those are questions, okay? Those are questions. But, but Hank, to me, is a, a guy who's administratively smart, absolutely knows sports and football and would be big time for Nebraska. Matt Davison is a name that you hear and see on every list. He's 
right-hand guy to Frosty, uh, and he's uh, respected and loved in the state. I need a guy with, with AD experience to come in, especially after um, what Nebraska's been through. You know, it's a revolving, board, revolving door of ADs. You think how many that have been through here, guys? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 you need some Eight. long-term stability. I like, I like Hank Baum. That's who I'm drafting. Eight is the number. Yeah, and there hasn't been an AD who has outlived his head coach since uh, the 1990s. Um, but but Schmidt, we'll let you get back uh, to your weekend off. Still joining us on your day off. That's that's Chris Schmidt for you. No days off for the man. But but Chris, enjoy the weekend off and uh, thanks for some insight. Hey guys, appreciate you and thanks for covering me today. Appreciate y'all. Oh, oh, we got you. Drive safe, Chris. Got uh, Jerry DiNardo coming up after the break. Going to get his take. Uh, you hear him on the BTN, his take on this whole situation. We also have Bill Dolman and Derek Peterson coming up next hour. All that's still to come on Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And we're back. Fellas, I think we could listen to the radio on hail varsity radio presented by the nebraska lottery yes that's awesome back in on a news heavy friday who was expecting this one we kind of got used to the uh, the news dump fridays from nebraska last summer but it's been a while but i guess weather's warming back up college world series back in town nebraska decided it was time for another news dump friday We've learned Bill Moose out as athletic director at Nebraska. We're going to welcome in college football analyst for Big Ten Network. It's where you hear him. Uh, Jerry DiNardo joining us now on Hale Varsity Radio. Excited to get a a bit more of a national perspective on what this Bill Moose uh, news means for uh, the state of Nebraska and for the Big Ten. Jerry, it's good to talk to you today. Uh, How are you doing on on this? I guess it's lovely Friday here. Got rainstorms rolling through uh, shortly. But for now, it's beautiful here in Lincoln. I'm doing great, Thanks, and appreciate you having me. Yeah, no, we appreciate you joining us. So I just want to, right off the bat, get your take on this. It was a surprising news dump this morning from Nebraska telling us that Bill Moose, well, I'm going to put retired in air quotes, as uh, seems to be that he was told he's retiring effective next week. What's your take on it, and what does it mean for Nebraska that Bill Moose is now out? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's never a good thing to have change, you know, especially on an untimely, at an untimely point, you know, during the season, during building a program. Uh, I know this is more than football, but obviously, you know, I follow the football the closest. So, um, you know, as a football coach, you always want to have the athletic director that hired you uh, to have a partnership with him or her. Uh, because it's tough building a program. And I think, you know, Nebraska historically has been a great football program, but in recent years it's been tough, and I, I, I don't know the change is good. I, I don't know why there was change, and uh, I just say that uh, this, is, this is another hurdle, I think, that Scott Frost is going to have to get over to continue to build this program. Yeah, and from your experience just as a head football coach in the Big Ten and elsewhere as well, just what kind of of pressure do you think it's going to put on Scott Frost now knowing he's got a a different athletic director he's got to get to know A and then B, sell himself to? Well, again, you know, you always want to... That doesn't mean it can't work. It doesn't mean that Somebody else can't come in and, and develop a partnership with Scott and all the other coaches. It, it's just different, and 
you know, at, at times it's hard. And, uh, you know, I think that everybody was so excited when Scott got to Nebraska, and I think people still are. Uh, but everybody wants to see the product on the field get a little bit better. And, and having an AD that's supportive of you, that, that you, you can go to for advice and counsel and someone that you feel is, is uh, you know, in the foxhole with you, I, I think that's, that's always important. Having said that, you know, that could happen. It could be an internal candidate. It could be an external candidate. It, it's just one other thing that you, you now have to deal with when you wish you didn't have to deal with it while you're building a program. We're talking to Jerry DiNardo. Jerry, back when you were coaching, you know, think about some of your ADs. Were they more hands-on with the football program? Like, did they really kind of look over the football program? I would expect here in Nebraska, you know, the AD should have kind of an outlook over the football program more than others. Do you agree with that? No, not necessarily. I think there's a lot of different ways that an AD can manage. You know, I mean, my experience uh, with, you know, my head coaching job at Vanderbilt, I had the same AD the whole time. Uh, and and that, that was helpful. You know, he hired me and I left while he was still the AD. Uh, at LSU, I had Joe Dean, who, who was a great AD, you know, and he, he wanted me to stay on. Mark Emmert was the one that fired me. Hmm. Uh, because he, he had come in late and he wanted his own coach, kind of like a team owner. Uh, and then Indiana, I had three ADs and three presidents uh, and six mission statements in, in a short time. So every AD could manage differently. I think an AD that thinks maybe he knows as much football as you do, I think sometimes those kind of ADs are problems. But I don't know that an AD has to know a bunch about football to be a really good AD for a football coach. He, he or she could be expertise in another sport. It's about leadership, and it's about mentoring, and it's about you know having somebody you can talk to. You have a problem, you want to hear different solutions. So the relationship is just so important. It doesn't have to be based on X's and O's. You know, it's more based on leadership and trying to solve problems with someone other that's on other someone that's not on your staff. I think it's always good as a head coach, regardless of the sport, if you're having a problem, sometimes you want to get input from someone that's, that you're not with every day. And I think Joe Dean at LSU for me was a great resource. I, he was a basketball coach. He was a basketball player. But he was a great resource because he was a great leader. So I could lean on him. So he didn't have to know a lot about the game. Jerry DiNardo is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, and Coach, what the uh, the Nebraska University system as a whole is, is saying is pretty much nothing regarding this whole retirement slash firing of Bill Moose. Uh, Mum's been the word, so we don't really know uh, what led to this. Uh, but the Omaha World Herald reported this morning that one of the sticking points was Bill Moose's absence from the uh, the stadium on most days, uh, oftentimes at his ranch or just simply out of the office. And whenever you're uh, a football coach who's looking to rebuild the program, is it beneficial to have that AD? I know we're, we're discussing uh, that, that same topic last question, but just would you prefer to have an AD that's hands-on or would you personally prefer to have a, uh, an AD that's hands-off? You know, this This is my feeling about it, and I have done some search work as well where I've helped ADs try to find a, a head football coach. And my advice, based on my experience, and this will answer your question pretty directly, I believe, I believe the head football coach, and maybe other head coaches, again, I'm just speaking 
through a head football coach. This could be a head women's basketball coach. It could be a volleyball coach. It could be a basketball coach. But I felt like the head football coach and the athletic director should have a meeting once a week, mm-hmm. every day of the week. You always schedule it. It's 9.30 on Thursday morning. And if, you can't, if one of you can't make it, you, you, you cancel it. it. It could be five minutes. It could be ten minutes. It could be four hours. You have to, in my opinion, the athletic director has to constantly communicate with his or her coaches. You just have to do it. And uh, you can't do that if you're not on campus, obviously. And so I think the best ADs don't necessarily assign an assistant athletic director to a sport. I, I was interviewing for a head coaching job, which I got. It was at Indiana. And the athletic director told me that I was going to be reporting to an associate athletic director. And I, I didn't think that was the best way to go, and I still don't, even though they're all so very busy. So to answer your question, uh, I think a meeting once a week scheduled. You won't always make it because things will come up. But the expectation is that we're going to try to meet once a week throughout the year, and when we cancel, we cancel. But I wouldn't want it to go more than two or three weeks where not face-to-face talking about things. Now, now, Moose had repeatedly said that Scott Frost's job is safe despite the results over the last three years. And if you take off that coach's hat or, or headset, if you will, uh, and, and put back on your analyst hat, when you look at this, do you think this is a decision that gives Scott Frost a, a shorter leash bringing in a, a new AD who I assume is going to want results out of his, uh, his top money earner at Nebraska? Yeah, so, so hard to tell. And, and, and I don't know, but I'll go back to how our conversation here started i i don't know that there's a there's a coach regardless of what sport that wants to work for someone other than the person that picked them because when the athletic director picks you he or she is in the same uh boat they feel the same way they hired you because they like what you've done they they like what you projected to do when a new ad comes in they may never have hired you. You know, again, I go back to my personal experience. Joe Dean at LSU didn't fire me. Mark Emmert fired me, who became in as the chancellor after I was there uh, for four years. And and we had won the first three years, and then Emmert really never saw us do anything good because we 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 won three bowl games in a row, and then fourth or fifth year we struggled. I wanted the sixth year. I thought I had uh, I had earned that. But there was nothing that Emmert could see. He didn't see that we took over a program that lost for six straight years, turned it around the first three years, and then hit hard times. So someone coming in now that didn't hire you doesn't know all the work that you, you have done just to get maybe to three or four or five wins. And so there's a disconnect when you change who you report to. We're talking to Jerry DiNardo. Uh, Jerry, kind of grade the job for us, the AD job in Nebraska. I mean, from an outside point of view, would you take the job? Well, I don't know that I know enough about Nebraska. I certainly don't know enough about being an athletic director to, to grade the, the Nebraska AD job. You know, I go way back to Nebraska. I mean, I played in a game that was Bob Devaney's last game in the 1972 Orange Bowl. I've been an admirer of Tom Osborne. I visited Tom Osborne when I was the head coach at Vanderbilt because before that I was at Colorado and I, I don't think that he would have welcomed me on campus. Uh, and, and so I, I've been a great fan of the entire Nebraska program, the university, the whole operation. Uh, I, what's going on now, what's gone on since they fired 
uh, I guess, Frank, you, you know, it's been so up and down. I think it just shows you that it's so hard to get back to a championship level. And I, I, I firmly believe Nebraska will be a championship program. I don't know when, but I have this belief if you have greatness in your past, you can have greatness in your present and in your future. And I would say that Nebraska has greatness in its past. And so in my mind, it's just the right coach, the right situation. Hopefully that's Scott. If it's not, it'll happen someday because of my belief, greatness in the past dictates that you can have it in the present and future. Last thought here, Jerry, and it was from this morning, Bill Moose releasing his statement saying, uh, I believe we've built a solid foundation for what's to come for Nebraska athletics, but Nebraska is now going to be on to its third athletic director since joining the Big Ten. So do you think that Bill Moose has given the program that stability that, that he says he did? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know that it's fair. I don't know enough about that, sir, for me to answer, guys. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, you, you all follow Nebraska so much closer than I do, and you're there every day and watch what's going on. I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm qualified to answer that question. I am qualified to say what I just said, that Nebraska's a great place, and they will, they will once again have greatness. I just don't know, and I don't know that anybody knows when, but I think we all know this environment nowadays is much harder to build back a championship program than it's ever been before. Well, Jerry, we'll, we'll let you go on that. Appreciate you taking the time out of your Friday to join us here on Hale Varsity Radio. So we're talking Bill Moose's departure from Nebraska. Jerry, what's on the docket for you tonight? Have you, have you been following any College World Series or, or you got something, uh, something on the stovetop? No, actually, I've been in Colorado for a month. I, you know, I live in Florida this time of year. It's pretty hot, so uh, I, I've been uh, been in Colorado since before uh, Memorial Day. I've got a little bit more time here, and then I'll eventually work uh, myself back home. I got a couple more stops, so I'm just kind of, I guess, messing around, if you will. I, I, I haven't watched the College Bowl Series. I follow it on Twitter, so I kind of have an idea who's still playing and who's winning, but been reading my my magazines doing my research so that i'm getting ready for the season i guess our uh our media days i think the 22nd or 23rd i can't remember so i'm trying to get ready for for some of that and really excited that we're going to have full stadiums and the, the worst of COVID's behind us yeah well jerry enjoy your weekend and uh, thanks for joining us we'll get caught up again soon you bet. Thanks, guys. Ace Conversations. Just the care you need. Thanks to Hims, we got our sex life and our marriage back. To start your free online visit, go to this exclusive address, forhims.com slash love. That's forhims.com slash love for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash L-O-V-E. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back in on a Friday, it's Hail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Just a loaded show today as we're reacting to news that Bill Moose has been, or I guess retired, I'm, I'm just going to keep doing air quotes there, retired as Nebraska football head, uh, athletic director. And, uh, I mean, let's be honest here. The, the man was forced out. This has, uh, like, courtesy retirement written all over it. He said two months ago when he was up for that Pac-12 job, 
Uh, I plan on staying here until my contract is uh, run out, until my contract is expired. I uh, still have a year and a half left on the contract. The fact that he had uh, multiple interviews lined up this week uh, with both Nebraska reporters and with ESPN's Adam Rittenberg. Yeah, uh, it's fishy. And, and the fact that this happens a week before the fiscal year ends. And, uh, you know, Schmidt made a good point how something had to have happened before the big red blitz. Now, let's say something didn't. Let's say this is something that's been dragging on for the past few months, and it was an issue when the Pac-12 job was a discussion. If, you know, they wanted to make a move, wouldn't they have made the move then? Maybe Moose took the job? I don't know. But, Elijah, you nailed it. There's no way Moose retired on his own goodwill. No. No, this this is this is not a decision from the Moose. He straight up said to the Omaha World Herald that what, what was the quote? Uh, I was told. Yeah, I was told I will be retiring at the end of next week. Apparently, this is the best time to do it. Mm-hmm. That just has this is not my decision. I don't want to leave written all over it. Let's hear from Ronnie Green. Uh, he had, uh, as Chris was saying, uh, the Regents met this morning, and on their way out, some reporters asked Ronnie Green some questions, and and he gave. His view, uh, his perspective on uh, Bill Moose's announced retirement from this morning. I'll, I'll let Bill speak to that. I know he's speaking to that himself, and he made that decision, and so we really respect his decision. And, you know, after pulling up and further, so, well, we've been talking about it for for, for a couple. Yeah, I have nothing further to say. Thank you. Mm. So he got cut off a little bit whenever the the mic got jostled, but he said we've been talking about this for a couple weeks, um, which I don't buy. The fact that you even brought him out on the Big Red Blitz and had him go meet with all the fans across the state, I don't think that's something you do if you know, oh, next week we're, we're going to have you uh, retire, Bill. Okay, so we have the quote from Moose. That's one piece of evidence. Okay, the other piece of evidence is, let's see, I'm trying to remember all of these things, Elijah. The one thing you mentioned is the press conference. Mm-hmm. You know, you remember former... The last AD to retire here, obviously, was Osborne. And that, and that was special. That's more special than Moose retiring, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but nonetheless, I think most ADs that retire at a school that, you know, they had a good connection to would get a ceremony. Would get a ceremony and right. would probably get a hand in, in selecting the next AD as well. Or a press conference the day of it happening because, let's be real, the news was very, you know, uh, urgent. Right? Unexpected. Abrupt. So that's another piece of evidence. That's a, there wasn't a press conference. More evidence proving that this was just abrupt and out of the blue, making it more look like Moose was fired. Third piece of evidence. The main reports, the first initial reports that were coming out, weren't they all saying he was fired pretty much? He was out, was, was, the, was the quote. He was out well, as Nebraska AD. out, but there were some other people using the word, um, man, what were they saying? I, I don't remember. The general, I remember, but Bleacher Report, their first update mm-hmm. they put out, their mass update to iPhones, smartphones, it said fired. It said Nebraska fires Bill Moose. That was what everyone was thinking. Yeah, and so my my first reaction upon seeing the news this morning was that if he had actually retired, that uh, he seems like the type of guy who crosses his T's, dots his eyes, and would have a, a replacement lined up. So I went back and looked at the Tom Osborne, and, and Eichhorst was announced two weeks after uh, Osborne 
announced his own retirement uh, at his own press conference. And I-Course came two weeks later. We know now that Osborne didn't have as much of a hand in it. But Nebraska, and Moose in particular, seems like the type of guy that would have a press conference and would have a, a successor lined up for some sort of abrupt retirement like this. That's a good point. And if you've been talking about it for weeks, you'd think that, again, you would have somebody lined up uh <laughs> And I don't. Do we have someone on the phones or no? No, no, we don't. I'm just laughing at this whole situation because let's not fool ourselves. Let's not. Yeah, who who is the university fooling here? No, I don't think anybody in this state that actually follows the program actually believes that Bill Moose retired uh, of his own accord here. Mm-hmm. Well, and if we're looking for why this happened, we have no clue. There's reports out saying that the athletic department has been, you know, different the past few weeks, different in a bad way. Uh, you know, just the the environment. I, we don't know. Uh, but nonetheless, I thought Moose did do a lot of good things. We heard from Sipple this morning that he talked to some, in his words, high-ranking officials from the Nebraska Athletic Department, saying that a lot of them were caught blindsided by this as well. They didn't see this one coming, that it was just out of the blue. And, Nobody and, did. And from my time working, I mean, I worked with Husker Vision, which is small fish in the uh, the Husker Athletic Department, but from my time there, it was whenever any sort of news like this broke, it filtered through and you'd know about a week before the news broke. Usually. A- about a week before you would know something's up, Moose is going to be out at the end of the week. We're not quite sure. But it seems to me yeah, that I mean, this, hey. this was Ronnie Green or somebody, some high-ranking official at UNL coming down and saying, all right, Bill, we're going to thank you for your service here, but at the end of the week, it's time for you to go. Do you want to be fired or do you want to retire? Hey, if people are um, you know, hearing about kids transferring before they even hit the portal, there's definitely a good chance we would have heard of Bill Moose retiring. Exactly, exactly. Uh, that's just my opinion. We want your thoughts on this. You can give us a call 402-466-3776. Again, that's 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Uh, with your quick takes here is we got about a minute left in this segment, a few minutes left before the end of the hour. Uh, we already had Jerry DiNardo in this hour as well as Chris joining us back in the first segment as he's got the day off but he doesn't really take days off he wanted to come in and give his opinion on this whole situation coming up next hour bill dolman leading off the hour it's our second straight day with bill as he joined us yesterday as we're at the college world series coming back in for this uh announcement we also have Derek peterson joining us next hour we're going to get a little bit into the potential candidates coming up we got somebody on the phone lines but i think we're going to hold them over until uh we're going to hold them until next segment i believe uh Derek peterson he was scheduled to talk to moose too Mm -hmm. he was he was in that interview Interview got pushed off. It was supposed to be, I believe, Wednesday, and then it got pushed back to Friday, and then it was eventually canceled. So it's it's not like uh, Adam Rittenberg was the only person who had a, an interview lined up. This was multiple people. Yeah, um, totally unrelated thought. What's I mean, was Moose just doing a big news dump <laughs> at the end of this week? I mean, it seemed like everybody and everybody was getting scheduled an interview with Moose, and it was canceled. I don't know, totally unrelated to the you know retirement. Just saying, it's funny. Get more thoughts on this Bill Moose situation after the break. Caller, uh, what, what's the caller on the line? Oh, we got Tim Bob coming up next. Tim Bob's coming up next. You hear me on ESPN Lincoln. He's after the break. Again, Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. 
Wrapping up hour one here on Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. It's Elijah Herbal and Will Wilson filling in for Chris Schmidt. But man, we, we, we got a lot to talk about as we're reacting to the news that Bill Moose has been let go slash retired as Nebraska Athletic Director. Before we get to the phone lines, got to remind you uh, that nearly 70% of people in fatal crashes in Nebraska are not wearing a seatbelt. If used properly, a seatbelt can reduce the risk of fatal injury by up to 60% in a crash. Your best defense to buckle up. It's a message brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Transportation Highway Safety Office. Let's go to the phones now, though, as we got a proud member of the ESPN Lincoln C team. Uh, you hear him uh, broadcasting you. high school games, Will Wilson <laughs> and you. Tim Bob. Uh, they're Thank a great, great duo, and we got Tim Bob on the lines now. Uh, t- Tim, just, just overall, how surprised are you about this news today that Bill Moose has, quote-unquote, retired as Nebraska Athletic Director? Well, I think like everybody else, it's kind of come out of out of, uh, out of a bit of surprise. Now, I don't know that it hasn't been building for a while. You know, I, I, I mean, there's, there's if you remember a few years ago, there was some sharp criticism of Bill uh, drinking. Obviously, there's been some, you know, reports of him, you know, not coming, not spending much time in Nebraska. And uh, and he, I think you also have to consider his age uh, with with the COVID scare and all those things consideration. So it may have just been just a, a a mutual you know parting of the ways. Uh, and I'm not reading anything into it. I just it just seems like um, it's a bit of a surprise for everybody. And and there's a lot of speculation, but it may have been coming for a while. Hey Tim Bob, since since Osborne, you know, uh, rank Moose among all the ads you've seen. You know, I, I I guess I wasn't a fan of of any of them between <laughs> between Moose and Osborne. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think any of them were stellar, and obviously they managed the decline of of Nebraska athletics, uh, certainly Nebraska football. I really liked Moose. I thought he was a great spokesman. He he certainly had the 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 poise and the presence, and, and he knew the game. Uh, I remember uh, Schmidt was talking to Mike Leach yesterday about. Uh, working for Bill Moose and, and nothing but praise from from the Pirate about that. So I, I would say Moose's you know uh, tenure is going to be interesting. Uh, I do think building and re- rebuilding the program was a much much bigger job than anybody anticipated when he took the job or when Scott took the job. Um, and, and we've seen that uh, over the last several years that it's been a much bigger project you know to to turn around the program and i think the program was in much worse shape maybe internally behind mm-hmm. the scenes than than the average fan would know so you know it, it'll be time to tell whether most was the guy who who as he said put it on firm footing and, and put it back where it can build obviously there's a lot of you know um, the new uh, facilities are being built and and the footing for that there's a lot of excitement i think still in nebraska but uh, we're ready for for Scott Frost to, to put the product on the field. But you know, he certainly made some key hires. You can say that. Tim Bob, appreciate the call, brother. We're up against uh, a hard break as we're ending up or wrapping up hour hey, uh, one. Let's but, call yeah. some football games soon. All right. Hey man, let's do it. I'm ready. All right, man. <laughs> football season can't be here soon enough. Hey, Thanks, en- guys. Enjoy your weekend, Tim Bob. Well, this Tim Bob here here on ESPN. 
Lincoln as just everyone's calling in with their thoughts and reactions to Bill Moose and uh, him retiring, quote unquote. I'm going to do it again as Hale, or as a athletic director at the University of Nebraska. We got Bill Dolman coming up next hour. Cannot second time wait. this week. Second time in two days we're talking with Bill Dolman as I'm sure he's going to be on fire about this one. You're going to want to stay there. Yeah, it's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Bill Dolman's next. About how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Nebraska Army National Guard. Aired by the Nebraska Broadcasters Association at this station. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back in, it's hour two on this Friday edition of Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt has today and tomorrow off. We're going to be back on Monday up at the College World Series to kick off the first game of the championship series. In the meantime, taking you through the rest of the show today, and I'll be in tomorrow morning for the Saturday morning edition of Hale Varsity Radio as well. So looking forward to getting Brandon Vogel and Gary Sharp's take on uh, this whole situation with Nebraska Athletic Director Bill Moose retiring uh, today, effective next week. I believe we have Bill Dolman here on the phone lines. The second time in two days that Bill has joined us here on Hale Varsity Radio. He's a staple. You love him. But, Bill, my first question to you is, uh, are you tired of us yet? Well, I, I, Schmitty said we were going to talk uh, Olympic archery, modern pentathlon, and race walking sometime soon. So that's what I, I assumed the, the phone call was 24 hours huh. later. That's why we're here. Interesting. Okay, here, I could do that. I actually just learned the other day, Bill, that uh, race walking was a thing. I didn't even know that. It is a thing. And they, the, oftentimes what you see in race walking is uh, total carnage. So uh, ah. um, I'm anxious to, uh, to bring that to the masses for the Olympics uh, coming up here in a month. Hey, can you ex- explain the sport to me? Is it is it what it sounds like, race walking? Going to be honest with you, I've never called it before, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Where do I apply? How do I get into the Olympics for race walking? Like- you know, I saw a race walk uh, about, uh, from Rio. I didn't call it, but I watched it. and I- I'm not exactly sure that's a race that you wanna, you necessarily want to partake in. Like like the leader of the race took a header and they carted him off, you know, and other people, you know, sometimes put their entire bodies into it and therefore, wow. you know, it can be messy. But uh, nevertheless, it's one of the sports that I'll have for the Olympics. So, again, I appreciate you calling uh, to talk about all that today because there's really nothing else going on. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll stick to the uh, the beer mile, though, instead of uh, race walking. That's just beer mile, every quarter mile, drink a beer. I can do that one. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> yeah, Bill, but uh, we, we do have to get your take on this whole Bill Moose situation. You were inside the Nebraska Athletic Department for years, so I think you have uh, – a bit of a different opinion than most of uh, the fans watching this situation right now. So, I mean, right off the bat, I, I think it's pretty clear that this was not a decision from Bill Moose to retire effective right now. He, he could have been thinking about retirement, but for it to come today, th- this was from a, a higher up, correct? Well, first of all, I apologize because I've said many times on the show, my career path, I had hoped would one day take me into the athletic director's chair at Nebraska, but I decided to get into television, so all of this is my fault. So I apologize. <laughs> Thanks, uh, We would have had stability from uh, now until the end of time. Well, I think it's pretty clear that 
you know, when, when I first heard about this really early this morning uh, out here in Denver, it had gotten here and it was out before the university released its statement. Um, so, you know, there are those hints and things that you read between the lines, and sometimes they're just really big, bright neon signs that tell you kind of what's going on if you can figure it out. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that this may not have necessarily been a one-sided decision uh, on the part of Bill Moose to step aside. And I think maybe the, the word that stands out most to me today is apparently, when he said apparently now is the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I could see, you know, maybe naively that m- maybe he was ready to near the end of his uh, tenure as Nebraska's athletic director, because I think it's a pretty well-known story and has been for you know, the last year or two that he spends a lot of time not in Lincoln. And that that is somewhat problematic. I mean, I'm sure he's got a wonderful ranch in eastern Washington to go to, but at the same time, you know, you want to be at that desk for your people as much as you possibly can, whether there's a pandemic or not. Um, but I, when when you see that, that comment say apparently now is the time, then that, that leaves a lot of room for speculation that, um, the decision was more the universities than necessarily his. I think Ronnie Green is an admirable guy. I think he's a terrific leader. Um, and uh, clearly, I think Nebraska is going in the direction that it wants to go uh, sooner than uh, perhaps Bill Moose had planned. We're talking to Bill Dolman. Bill, looking at when uh, Moose got here and to this time now, you know, all the head coach hires, um, countless other things. What was the most important thing you thought Bill Moose did during his time here? You know, I think this may be a little bit different than what other people are saying. I think that, and I really believe this, I think that Nebraska had somebody in the athletic director's chair that could identify with Nebraskans and Nebraskans could identify with him. I don't feel like we, and I say that as a Nebraskan, but even though I haven't lived in Lincoln for a while, you know, I try to stay as close to the, you know, as I possibly can. I just got the sense that for the first time in a long time, other than with Coach Osborne, all right, uh, that, that's, that's just a completely different story. But I think people probably felt connected to the athletic director's chair for the first time in a long, long time. And, uh, you know, you, you go through the Bill Byrne era, and, 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 and I think Bill Byrne, for in my lifetime, um, is one of the great athletic directors uh, that we've seen in the last 30 or 30 plus years in collegiate athletics. But I, I think maybe there's just a handful of maybe three or four that would that I would consider in that class. But you know, Bill comes in from Oregon, and nobody knew him at all. And you know, you can speculate all you want as to who might succeed Bill Moose. Bill Byrne came from out of nowhere. Um, and I think, you know, it was probably in his mid to late forties at the time that he got hired, but it took a long time for Bill. And I don't think he ever ne- necessarily fully rooted himself into the hearts of Nebraskans, but I think he, he became more adjusted to it. And I think people became more adjusted to him over time. There was always Tom, but with Steve Peterson, who was one of us, I don't think anybody felt connected to Steve after he came back. It just seemed like this is not the same guy that we thought that he was. And it turned out the way that he, you know, ruled at Nebraska uh, did not fit in. Uh, Sean Eichhorst clearly had no concept of what was going on in Lincoln at all. Um, and, and I think for the, I think Bill Moose came in. And I think people felt like, you know what, we're comfortable with this guy. He does seem to be one of us. And I think that's been really, really important uh, for the culture of Nebraska football, Nebraska basketball, all the Nebraska athletics to the state of Nebraska. 
Now, he did what people wanted to do, and that was hire Scott. He brought in, you know, Fred Hoiberg. He's got some great coaching hires, um, it appears. And I, I still say give Scott time, and I think Fred Hoiberg time. Um, and to get the, 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 the new facility kick-started. There are a lot of things in place, thanks to Bill Moose, whether he was 100% involved, which, you know, apparently that may not necessarily have been the case in bringing the money in for the facility. But I think Nebraska is in a much better place than it was before he arrived. And I think that's really, really important. And I just, I do, I think people may be connected more to that chair than they had been, you know, because of what some really bad hires had been in the past. Bill Dolman's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio for the second straight day, and we love talking to Bill. Uh, and, and Bill, my question to you is, Bill Moose has been well-documented as being a hands-off athletic director. Um, so... That was one of the, the sticking points, according to uh, the Omaha World-Herald's report this morning. Uh, his tendency to, to not attend Husker home games, his tendency to not be in the office, uh, and to be more of a, an administrator than that hands-on athletic director. So if Nebraska does do what we expect and, and go out and find an athletic director that is going to be more hands-on, what does that mean for Scott Frost in the football program? Do, do you think it's warning bells and that Scott Frost got a shorter leash now? No, I think that whoever comes into that chair has to understand that there is loyalty, not just to football, but there's loyalty and commitment to every program. And, uh, you know, the athletic department is its own department, but to every office within the athletic department, that everybody has ownership in, in the facility. And it's not just football. It's not just Scott Frost and Fred Hoiberg and whatnot. You know, whoever the new athletic director is, you know, you're you're in charge of everything. Yes, you have deputies who might be the AD for basketball, the AD for women's athletics, the senior women's administrator. But still, if you're the athletic director, you know, you have oversight over every program. You have oversight over every bathroom. Okay? I mean, this is an all-encompassing job. So it just can't be the guy who gets on the private plane and, and goes to meet with donors and says, you know, we're going to get it done at Memorial Stadium this year. You've got to show a commitment to Heather Brink. You've got to show a commitment to Rhonda Ravel and the softball program. You've got to show a commitment. Is there anybody happier right now than Brett Ballack, the new men's golf coach who just got hired three days ago? Yeah. I mean, he's got the gig, right? And the yeah. guy that hired him is now gone. I think right. he's probably okay. Yeah, but you know you got to be willing to not just get on the private planes and the charters to go to football games. You got to be willing to get on that bus sometimes, mm. and and to go to that women's golf match, or you you know to go watch rifle for a little while, you know to spend some time on on the soccer pitch to make sure that the field looks good, right? I mean it's it's an all encompassing job. It just cannot be about making you know the football coaches happy anymore. I, I don't think this puts added pressure on Scott Frost. Scott's got a pretty nice contract that Nebraska is going to have to continue to take a look at when, when, you know, no matter what the wins and losses are after the pandemic here and what's been lost. But so I don't look at it as just a, you know, how is Scott Frost feeling today? I think it's everybody. I think everybody's got to feel like, you know, uh, uh, do we have somebody? And I, I, I do think that was probably, uh, that it is a problem that Bill was not necessarily there, but is is the guy who's going to sit in that chair? Does he care about me and my program and my student athletes? And that's what's important. And when I was at Nebraska in the '80s as a student and in the '90s working, everybody in the athletic department felt as though they had some ownership in it. 
in part because of Tom Osborne's character and integrity and his presence, but also because Bill Byrne, you know, I think did what he could to make sure everybody, you know, felt as though they were also a part of it. Football was pretty much on autopilot during Bill's tenure. So, you know, Bill had his hands in on everything else. And that's very, very important. It's not just about, you know, football right now. We're talking to Bill Dolman. Looking at the AD job as a whole, I mean, I remember when uh, Moose got here, he said that this was a job that people run to. Do you think that's still the truth? I do, uh, because people people still care. And I, you know, read the, the, the Big Red Caravan this past week, didn't have, you know, massive attendances. And I, I get all that, but people still care. And I say this, in, you know, about jobs in my profession as a sportscaster, as a play-by-play announcer. And I don't mean this to diminish, say, for example, the University of Colorado, and I take some shots at him every now and then. Mark Johnson's a great professional broadcaster. He's the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes. But as the voice of the Buffs, you are pretty much whispering into a waterfall because you have the Broncos and you have the Nuggets and you have the Avs and you have all of this other stuff going on around that it's not exactly a huge job. When you're the voice of the Huskers, it is a massive job. When you're the voice of the Wyoming Cowboys, it is a massive job because that, that's the focal point of the state, and there's a, a, fan base, a fan base that is you know, incredibly passionate and interested. And the same holds true for athletic director positions. When you know, you've got major metropolitan universities like in L.A. or in Dallas or in Miami, there's so much else going on that really the only people who are interested are maybe devoted alums. But Nebraska commands attention. Whether, whether there's a lot of success or things are not going well, people still know and talk about Nebraska. That's why Bill Moose, the, the, the fact that he's stepping down today is national news. It is major hmm. news. More so than when, say, Jeff Long got fired at Kansas you know, a couple of months ago. It was like, well, you know, Les Miles is gone and so is Jeff Long. Who's the next AD at KU? Bill Moose stepping down to Nebraska is coast-to-coast border. I just read a story from Nepal about it, you know? <laughs> so it, it is still a major job. The question, you know, one of the, one of the things for any athletic director is wherever they go, especially if they may not have roots in an area, is how are they going to leave a legacy? And they do that through coaching hires, and they do that through facilities, good or bad, right or wrong. At Nebraska, that's not necessarily in play right now. Scott Frost has a long-term contract with a lot of money. Fred Hoiberg's not going anywhere. Will Bolt's not going anywhere unless you give him a little bit more money. You know, there are a lot of coaches that are in place that you can't make necessarily that signature higher. You have Memorial Stadium. That's not going anywhere. You're building the new facility already. You've got PBA. You've got a great baseball facility and the finest volleyball facility in the world. So some athletic directors are going to go, uh, okay, I'm, I'm – 49, 50 years old, what am I going to do at Nebraska to leave my mark? And that might be something where they go, I'm I'm not interested. But somebody who's passionate about Nebraska and heading up a great program with a great fan base, that will be attractive. Bill, about 60 seconds left here. Uh, I just want to get your take on Bill Moose's legacy as a whole. He said in his, uh, his announcement this morning that Nebraska's athletics program is reborn and rebuilt with a solid, stable foundation for future success. Do you believe that to be true? I think it's in a better place. To say that it's you know s- stable right now and whatever else was in that statement, I'm not necessarily sure. But I think Nebraska is in a better place because Bill Moose, Bill Moose was the athletic director at this time. I really do believe that. I don't care what the stories are, the rumors are, the gossip is, and all of that stuff. 
Okay, and you all know what's going on around, and people are talking, you know, around the bar and in the coffee shops right now. But the bottom line is, I think Bill Moose did a great job in, in again, connecting that chair with the rest of the state, with the new facility coming in and the coaching hires that he's made. I do think Nebraska is in a pretty good uh, position, much better than it was than they took over for Sean Eichhorst, which was an absolute disaster. There he is, Bill Dolman. You hear him on NBC Sports covering the Olympics. Bill, appreciate you joining us on back-to-back days. I know the people at home love to hear from you. Uh, but we'll, we'll get caught up again next week, I assume, as we'll talk uh, some more Olympics, yeah? Absolutely. And, and one last thing, I'll take the job for half of what Moose was getting paid. <laughs> All right? I know, I know it's been a long time, but I'm in. I'll, I'll check LinkedIn for the job for you. If, if I see it, I'll send it your way. <laughs> right. Thanks, guys. There he Thanks, is, Bill, Bill. Dolman, uh, the pride of Fairbury, joining us, reacting to news that Bill Moose has retired as Nebraska's AD. That's the theme for the show today. We'll get caught up with Derek Peterson after the break to get his take on this and who could be next for Nebraska. That's next. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back in on a Friday, it's Hail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Now Elijah Herbal in here somewhat solo as Will's bouncing out, heading to a Cole Swindell, is that it? The Cole Swindell concert at Pinnacle Bank Arena, efforting Derek Peterson here. Uh, we'll see if Derek gets connected back with us. But I do just have a topic I want to hit on here for about the next 10 minutes, if possible, if we don't hear back from Derek. And the topic is, has Bill Moose left Nebraska with a stable foundation as he said he did. Uh, I mean, that, that was the whole point uh, whenever he was uh, releasing that message this morning, the announcement saying that he would be stepping down, retiring, quote unquote, I'm going to do it one more time, quote unquote, retiring as Nebraska athletic director. So I think that begs the question is, has he actually left Nebraska with a more stable uh situation than what he stepped into i I think nebraska fans as a whole can look at this situation and realize that yes nebraska the the athletic departments are trending up whenever they were trending down whenever bill moose arrived after sean eichhorst i mean you think about the the basketball program it was stagnating with tim miles made it to the ncaa uh, tournament once but after that only made it to the nit twice and never won a game in the nit he was still getting in those those top recruits yet it just didn't seem like the success was coming on the court. Uh, yet Bill Moose stepped in and he made that very, very tough decision to let Tim Miles go. I mean, Tim Miles was putting together winning seasons in a tough Big Ten conference. And, and he's now stepped in uh, and installed Fred Hoiberg, the mayor, as head coach. And that was, I mean, I, I think that was some of the news that Nebraska fans heard during that cycle saying, well, I, maybe Fred Hoiberg is on the horizon for Nebraska. There's been contact, and I think Husker fans even looked at that and went, okay, but like, how realistic is that actually? And now that Fred Hoiberg is in at Nebraska, you can see the product that he is building on that court. It feels like every single year he's bringing in more talented players uh, than the team had the year before. There's guys that are out transferring because there's new guys coming in that are most likely going to take their spots because Fred Hoiberg is building his 
program, his beast with the Nebraska basketball program. So I, I think when you look at that program as a whole, yes, there's more stability. Uh, I don't want to veer away from the the less money-making programs because I look at the Nebraska bowling team and uh, after Bill Straub retired uh, he installed a new coach who's gone and won a national championship with the bowling team so there's more stability I mean continued stability there the Husker baseball program has a guy in Will Bolt who honestly whenever I woke up this morning uh, I was expecting there would be more likely that we'd see news that Bill Moose has extended and given a raise to uh, Will Bolt Yet instead, we're getting the news that Bill Moose has been let go. So I I think when you look at most of the sports at Nebraska as a whole, there is more stability. But the one that sticks in your craw as a Husker fan is the Husker football team. Is there more stability there? The record on the field would indicate to you, no. They're still not getting back to a bowl game. They're still sitting sub 500. There's still talk every single year uh, across national media that Scott Frost is on the hot seat. Scott Frost is soon to be out at Nebraska. Yet, when you look at, I mean, what Scott Frost has, he's got a new facility that's being built. It also feels like he is starting to refine the type of talent he needs to to win at Nebraska. And obviously, you never know until the results on the field go. And I think now, with Bill Moose being out, we're not sure who we're going to next. But with Bill Moose being out, Scott Frost does have a shorter leash. I, I think this is 100% the Nebraska powers that be saying, well, Bill, we don't think that you would have made a move if it was necessary to make a move. That's what I read into this. Because Bill Moose has said repeatedly that Scott Frost is his guy here at Nebraska and he's going to give Scott the time it takes. And I mean, personally, I didn't think that Scott Frost's job was all that in danger until he got those new facilities, those new ability uh, to to show what Nebraska has, to, to put Nebraska on a level playing field with the rest of the Big Ten. Now, with a new athletic director with no ties to Scott Frost, I mean, the name that uh, is brought up a lot is Pollard out of Iowa State. That would be a big, big get for Nebraska when you see what Matt Campbell has put together at Iowa State. My senior year of high school, I went to a, a camp at Iowa State and the first thing that Matt Campbell said to us when he, when he brought us in for a little huddle at the beginning of camp was, all right, guys, I know I'm a first-year coach here, but I know how to win. When I was at, I think it was Tulane or Tulsa or one of the two. It was one of the T schools from down south. Uh, he, I was, he said, I was coach of the year. My staff and I were the coaching staff of the year down there, and we're going to bring that same success to Iowa State. He said, pay attention and listen because you're learning from some of the best in the country in my staff. And I think Scott Frost had the same mentality when he came into Nebraska. I think he had the mentality that his staff was better than anywhere else in the country. Yet, the results haven't been there. And the results are what tell it all. I mean, that's what Husker fans have been saying. Going to go to the phone lines here in a second. Don't have time to uh, to feel the calls. I'm in here solo. But let's go to the phone lines. Who's on the phone lines with me? My name is John. John, it's good to hear from you. What's, what's your take on this whole situation? Well, you know, let me turn my radio off. I guess my question is, uh, you look at the basketball program, and I'm not saying that Holberg, you know, hasn't have some some pretty good credentials, but he, he beat out his grandfather as the uh, third worst season in Nebraska history, and he had the first team in Nebraska basketball history to have 20 losses. 
So I don't see how we're sitting on this powder keg of great talent there or a great program and a long, a long ways out. I mean, and I agree with you. I think Scott Frost is on a short lease right now. And I, you know, I heard the same thing you were saying. They needed to get somebody in there that could come in and say, you're gone. And I don't think we're going to have a winning season again this year. I just wonder what you think about my comments. Well, when I look at the basketball program, I think the difference between basketball and football is just the difference that one player can make. Uh, I know the NBA is a, a different sport completely, um, but I, I look at tr- what Trey Young has done with Atlanta, and I appreciate the call, John, um, but I, I look at what Trey Young has done with the Atlanta Hawks, and it's one player who, without Trey Young, I don't think the Hawks are in the Eastern Conference Finals. It just basketball is a different sport like that, and I think that Fred Hoiberg has done his due diligence in recruiting, and he's recruiting up there with some of the top teams in the Big Ten. Well, I think the results are yet to be seen. I agree with you on that. But I, I think the difference is that Fred Hoiberg has to a point that's with the, 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 top, con- uh, the top programs in the country. And that's what, what sets him apart from Scott Frost right now is while Scott Frost recruiting is still good, he's not up there with those, those top 10 in the recruiting rankings every single year. Whereas Fred Hoiberg's out there able to go and get Bryce McGowan's, for example. He, he's able to go top, uh, snag some of the top Juco talent in the world excuse me, in the country. And what we're seeing is early in their careers, these guys are making a difference. And despite the fact that the wins and losses weren't there, the guys that he's recruiting are coming in, making a difference and improving the team. And I think that's only going to continue. Obviously the results on the court uh, are yet to be seen. I said that before, I'll say it again, but I have faith that with what Fred Hoiberg was able to accomplish at Iowa state with the, almost the exact same formula that he was able to generate success. The difference is that at, uh, Central Florida, Scott Frost didn't have a situation like Nebraska. He found success pretty instantly. We haven't had to see Scott Frost go through the adversity of three straight losing seasons. He found his formula quick at UCF, and he has not found the formula yet at Nebraska that is necessary to, to generate wins. I just think the, the formula in college basketball is, is a different formula in college football because in college football, you have 30, 35 guys who are making a difference on any given Saturday. Now, can Scott Frost still find success? Yes, but I don't consider that stability in the football program whenever the the football coach that you have installed has yet to find a formula that works in Big Ten baseball. I mean, you look at Will Bolt, and in his first year, he found a formula that worked and won in the Big Ten. And obviously, uh, a big part of that was the seniors that he had on this roster this year. Um, Yet... I have faith that based on what I saw from the youngsters from the baseball team, and this is the same thing I'm saying about the basketball program, that based on what I've seen from the youngsters there, those programs are still moving in the right trajectory. When you look at the youngsters on this Husker football team, um, you look at the offense, there hasn't been a young running back who has gotten his, uh, his, himself settled into the Big Ten just yet. Since year one under Scott Frost, the, uh, the running back room has been unsettled. You haven't been able to find wide receivers that have been able to make a difference in the Husker football program. And when the guys of the same talent level were making a difference for Scott Frost at UCF. So the difference is that Scott Frost has yet to show that he knows how to win in the big 10. And I think the other coaches of those big three major sports have shown that they can make a difference and figure out the formula to win in the big 10. Question becomes, where does Nebraska go next? A lot of good candidates uh, going to the Hale Varsity article as uh, they put up a good story of, of the likely candidates. Number one, Jamie Pollard, the Iowa State athletic director. 
Trev Alberts, big name around Husker football. Ed Stewart, another former Husker who has been uh, the Big 12 Conference Executive Associate Commissioner for football. Rob Mullins from Oregon, who uh, didn't find much success post Chip Kelly, but did find success with Mario Cristobal, at least so far. I, the, 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 the thing that I read into this is that Ronnie Green said that he would be going on, on a national search for the next athletic director. You get those scary words of uh, a search firm. Yikes. Saw how well that worked out with Sean Eichhorst. Saw how well it worked out with Mike Riley. When you, when you turn to the search firm, uh, they don't understand the, the values of Nebraska. So that's a, a little bit nervous to me, but it makes me think that Nebraska is not going internal for this athletic director role. And I think if they were going internal for this athletic director role, I think it's much more likely that you would already know who that next athletic director would be. Be it Matt Davison. Be it uh, Classy, who stepped in uh, today to serve as interim athletic director. I mean, Classy's got a good track record, too. He was the uh, athletic director for the University of Illinois at Chicago for a few years before he came to Nebraska. And since he's been here, he's been the de facto athletic director when Bill Moose is not in the office. So he's a great candidate. And the fact that he's only an interim, he has not been announced as the permanent, makes me think that Nebraska does want to go in a slightly different direction than what they have right now uh, in the staff that was under Bill Moose get a little bit more into some of the candidates to fill this role next segment as well as what's going down at a uh, a wild day at the college world series again it's elijah herbal filling in for chris schmidt today it was me and will wilson will dipped out early as he's headed down to a concert at pinnacle bank arena leaving me in here solo to finish up this friday edition of hail varsity radio be back in tomorrow morning for the saturday morning edition as chris schmidt and mark cranach both watching their kids play some sports tomorrow morning so i'll be catching up with brandon vogel and gary sharp as i'm sure they'll both have some opinions on this nebraska athletic director uh situation we'll call it as well as who could be next again it's hail varsity radio presented by the nebraska lottery and we're back fellas you think we could listen to the radio on hail varsity radio presented by the nebraska lottery yes that's awesome Getting close to wrapping up a Friday here on Hale Varsity Radio. It's Elijah Herbal filling in for Chris Schmidt today. Heard Will Wilson just a little bit earlier as he's off to go to a concert down at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Leaving me solo here to finish up this Friday edition. Again, we heard from uh, the coach Jerry DiNardo back in hour one. Uh, and we also heard from Schmitty back in hour one as he dialed us up for the first segment to give his thoughts on his day off. And that's just who Schmitty is. Also heard from the pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman. That was to lead off hour two as we've just had a wall-to-wall coverage of this Bill Moose situation. Before we move on, uh, I, I listed off some of the candidates for uh, Nebraska's AD. And from what I'm hearing through the grapevine, all this obviously unsubstantiated. It sounds like Jamie Pollard, Iowa State's athletic director, is uh, high on the list for uh, the next uh, athletic director at the University of Nebraska. I'm sure if you uh, know anything about Pollard, he would be high on your list at home as well. As he's been Iowa State's athletic director for the past 16 years. And I mean, look at what he's done. Iowa State has risen up from the depths of the Big 12, and now they're a contender every single year. Or at least just about every single year, it feels like, because Matt Campbell has done wonders with that program. And the resurgence of Iowa State, it really feels like started about 16 years ago. Talking 2005, 2006, 
whenever Iowa State started coming up and, and giving Nebraska a game, actually. Whenever it just felt like Nebraska would roll over Iowa State every single year. So Pollard obviously has a good sense of how to build a winning football program and if a coach is doing the right things. I mean, Matt Campbell didn't instantly find success at Iowa State. Gave him a couple years and look what happened. Pollard is, is high on my list for that reason. I mean, he's got experience in the Big Ten. He, he was at Wisconsin, and uh, he was at Maryland. That was before Maryland was in the Big Ten. But he does have that, uh, that experience of being in the Big 12, and obviously it's a new commissioner now uh, and a little bit different organization to that, those Big Ten offices. But he, he's got the contacts. The problem with Pollard is that he signed a contract extension two months ago, which extended him through 2026 which is a long time. I mean, that would put him in that position for 20 years, over 20 years, 21 years to be exact. It's a long time to be serving at one place. Does he love Iowa State that much? I don't know. But I think Nebraska needs to make a run at Jamie Pollard to be the next athletic director because let's be honest, Nebraska is a better spot to be athletic director than in Iowa State. We, we heard from Bill Dolman uh, at the top of the hour saying there's a reason that Bill Moose uh, being out at Nebraska is national news because Nebraska still does have that name appeal, that draw, that, that Iowa State might not have. It's going to be a tough get for Nebraska. The silver lining is this, uh, this contract extension signed by Pollard is about $500,000 a year less than what Bill Moose was set to make next year. Could Nebraska come in and, and make a splash offer to pry Pollard away from Iowa State? I don't know the situation. But I have heard that he's going to be a top target for Nebraska uh, coming up as they're in their search for uh, a new AD beginning now. And uh, with a search firm, I guess you never know. But this is what I've heard through the grapevine that Nebraska uh, likes what they see from Pollard. The question is, is he willing to come? Trev Alberts, that's a name that you're going to hear floated around. I'm not so sure about that one. His name was floated around back whenever Bill Moose was announced as AD. And I I think what he's done at UNO has been fine. And I I think better than fine. It's been good. He he just recently built a new program for the baseball and softball uh, teams. And uh, he also has able to find financial stability with that UNO program, uh, making a tough decision to cut the football program from UNO and has done well. My question is, is he, he does not have that high level athletic director experience that I think is necessary for uh, an athletic director position in Nebraska. That's one of the top 20 spots in the country, in my opinion, in terms of the, the amount of money Nebraska is bringing in every single year, the amount of donations that you're just expected to get every single year. It's a top 20 spot. You can really focus solely on your duties as athletic director rather than fundraising, rather than worrying about, you know, the, the little issues with the program. We heard Bill Dolman say, sometimes you got to go walk out to the, uh, to the soccer fields and make sure that the soccer fields are, are, are playable. And the difference at Nebraska is you do have delegation that can handle that. It's not a small athletic department by any means. Could the athletic director go out and do that? Does, does Bill want him to? Maybe. But I think at Nebraska you have that ability to delegate, to let other people do things for you. And that's what sets Nebraska, a job like the athletic director spot at Nebraska, apart from a, a job like uh, at University of Nebraska Omaha. But with, uh, with that hometown name, I think Trev Alberts is going to be popular. That's why Ed Stewart, um, he was uh, the captain of that 94 national championship team at linebacker. And uh, he's been part of the Big 12 senior management for the past 15 years. More than 20 years of administrative experience. And yes, he was also in the Big 10 uh, starting his career off at Michigan State. 
Those are probably the names you're going to be hearing a lot of over the next couple weeks. We'll see how fast Nebraska moves on this. Going to be getting uh, more takes tomorrow morning on the Saturday morning edition. Uh, But before we get out of here on a Friday, I do want to discuss the crazy scenes up at the College World Series. As we had the NC State game earlier today, an elimination game for Vanderbilt. It was delayed as a, a couple NC State players, at least one, Uh, tested positive for COVID, putting others into the COVID protocol, meaning that they were not able to play today. NC State was down to 13 players at the time of first pitch. They had a backup catcher playing left field. They had someone who's never played first base in a game before playing first base. Just absolute ridiculousness, but it's the way it goes. That's, That's what life in 2020 and 2021 has been. Starting second baseman JT Everett out for the semifinal. And I saw on Twitter that they even had their catcher wearing his leg guards out in the warm-up circle, which is a move you see in Little League Baseball because you don't have enough guys to go warm up the pitcher in between innings. Well, guess what? NC State didn't have enough guys to warm up their pitcher today. So in the on-deck circle with two outs, you have the catcher with his leg guards on ready to go should he not get a chance at the uh, to take uh, the at-bat. Just wild, wild scenes. Uh, this one just went final as Vanderbilt got a 3-1 to win over NC State, forcing a winner-take-all game tomorrow. That should be a good time as Vanderbilt coming up out of the loser's bracket. They've got firepower holding NC State to only one run today. It's on a sacrifice fly to as Rocker just pitched a gym, as you'd expect. They're going to have lighter back on the bump, which is a, a, a tough, tough, tough draw for NC State as they already got their, their one win over lighter. The, what we'll see is, can they do it again? And uh, I don't know. My, my confidence is not high. The, the momentum seems to be with Vanderbilt. They've found a way to win. And uh, just at the end of the day, that Vanderbilt team is rock solid from top to bottom. The, uh, they're starting pitching solid. They got relievers that are coming in, throwing straight gas. They've got hitters that do enough. I guess the NC State game was the exception. They put, couldn't put across a run in that NC State game. But other than that, they have hung tough with every single team they've played, forced extra innings. They've walked them off. They got the win against NC State today. And if, if Vanderbilt isn't your favorite against NC State tomorrow, I'd be shocked. And if they're still not your favorite to win it all, I'd be shocked. Move forward to game 12 tonight then. We've heard that first pitch set officially for 6.55 p.m. here at Central Time as uh, first pitch moved back about 55 minutes. So it's supposed to be at 6 o'clock. It's been moved back. Severe weather still in the forecast though tonight. So we got Salt Dogs baseball coming up here on ESPN Lincoln for our local listeners tonight. Uh, but looks like we should be fine for first pitch. We'll see if we can get through all nine innings, though. Again, this is Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery, wrapping up a Friday edition next. Again, Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HaleVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Wrapping up a Friday here on Hale Varsity Radio. This is a loaded show today. We had Chris Schmidt join us back in segment one to get his takes on uh, the Bill Moose situation. He couldn't take a day off, even on his day off. And then we had uh, the coach Jerry DiNardo join us as well. Both of those interviews going to be available after the show on the ESPN Lincoln Twitter page, as well as ESPNLincoln.com. Can't forget about Bill Dolman. He joined us to lead off hour two. Again, 
You can catch that ESPNLincoln.com or on the podcast version uh, via Twitter, ESPN Lincoln, or you can catch the full show uh, wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play, what have you. That's where you find Hail Varsity Radio or just have uh, Alexa play Hail Varsity Radio for you to say, hey, Alexa, play Hail Varsity Radio. If you're listening to this next to a radio I, or next to an Alexa, I do apologize. Uh, reminds me of the uh, the Google ad that was a couple years ago where uh, I think it was Burger King started off their uh, their ad by just saying, hey, Google, tell me about the Whopper and any uh, – any Google uh, home in the house would just go off and start telling you about the Whopper. And I think the, uh, the FCC eventually ruled that that was uh, illegal and that they couldn't do that. But it's a point for another day. I don't think the FCC is cracking down on me right now. Um, but again, going to be back in tomorrow morning for a Saturday morning edition of Hale Varsity Radio. Before we wrap up today, got to remind you about our friends over at West Blue Realty. If you're looking to make a move here in 2021, the housing market, well, it's volatile right now. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or cash in right now when home values are up so much. Uh, remember to give the real estate professionals at West Blue Realty a call today because they can help you out. They specialize in residential home sales in Lincoln and the surrounding communities, and they'll make sure your next move is a smooth one. Uh, and if you got agricultural land, well, the market for that's pretty volatile too. And they have experience selling agricultural land. They have an experienced auctioneer can handle anything from live auctions, sealed bids, and general land listings. And they've sold land uh, in Lancaster County and all around Odo, Seward. Uh, just they can handle it. West Blue Realty, give them a call today. Uh, you can call Tom Luby at 402-540-3768 or Kelly Hofschneider at 402-202-2312. And remember, it pays to work with West Blue Realty. Before you make that next move, you got to ask yourself, what can West Blue Realty do for you? Or check them out, westbluerealty.com. Got about 45 seconds left here. And uh, just want to get into this Bill Moose situation one last time to put a bow on it because Nebraska's that start for the new AD or that search, excuse me, for the new AD starts now. The question is, is it going to be somebody else like Bill, somebody from inside the program? Uh, from what I've told you today, I'd say probably not. Uh, just based on the way this whole situation was handled this morning, news coming out of the blue, no press conference, a la Bill Moose being fired despite it only being called to retirement. That, that makes you think that this is not Bill Moose going and picking his successor, saying, okay, I'm ready to retire. COVID really wiped me out. Uh, I'm just done working this job. I, I think he still had joy for it, and I, I think he was caught blindsided by this. So the question becomes, where does Nebraska go now? We'll get into that a little bit more tomorrow morning on the Saturday morning edition of Hale Varsity Radio. Get Brandon Vogel's take, Gary Sharp's take. We'll also got a rewind coming up with Mike Leach. We heard from him on Wednesday. Again, that's all coming up on the Saturday morning edition of Hale Varsity Radio. No Chris Schmidt, no Mark Cranach, so I'll be taking you through that. Chris, back on Monday, we're going to be up at the college world series from zipline one last time as we kick off the championship series again that's coming up monday this is hail varsity radio presented by the nebraska lottery back at it tomorrow morning